Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, everybody, to the flagship podcast. I am talking, well, first, I'm Chip Brown of Horns247.com, for crying out loud. (laughs) Um, If you're new to the show, welcome. And I am previewing Texas TCU with the voice of the TCU Horn Frogs, the one and only Brian Estridge. 24 years you've been the voice of the Horn Frogs. Brian, you do a great job, by the way. Damn, am I that old? 24 years, Chip? Oh, my God. I've been covering Texas for 30 years. 30 years? I mean, what are we doing? Gosh, where does time go, man? I mean, I I like to think we're lucky that we get to make our lives college football, or our professional lives, shall we say. Yes. Um, And, Brian, this TCU team is fascinating. We have a lot to talk about because the Horned Frogs are – they're in college football playoff contention and they were five and seven last year under Gary Patterson. Now Gary Patterson is a special assistant at Texas and Sonny Dykes has turned TCU from five and seven into a college football playoff contender. How on earth has he done it? I think it's a whole mixture of things, Chip. I'll be honest with you. I, I think it started in the offseason. He went out and he hired Kaz Kazadi as his strength coach. And 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 Kaz is uh he, he's really developed these guys both physically but also mentally. Uh I, he spends a ton of time on that. And I, I think that in itself has given this program uh the confidence that they needed. Uh, it, they sort of built these guys up. You know, they, I think they felt when they came in that these guys were broken down uh, and that they needed a shot of confidence and it, so that they thought that they could contend. Uh, and so that was the first thing that happened, and that happened in the offseason. I think after that, too, they put in two systems, one on offense and one on defense, that these players really love, uh, you know, that, uh, that allow them to, to kind of play free and easy but also has a purpose to it. And as Sonny said a couple of weeks ago, they, they realized that there was a method to the madness, if you will. Uh, and so these guys think they're walking into a game with the best stuff. And you know that, Chip, whether you're a pitcher or you're a, a, you know, a, an offensive lineman, if you think you've got the best stuff, that goes a long way to being successful. So I, I think those two things, uh, you know, sort of played the biggest roles in it. I, I think obviously having some early success, I think having a, a leader like Max Duggan at quarterback, uh, I, I think having some some talent that was already here, but then augmented with some, um, some really strategic portal decisions uh, by Sonny Dykes and his staff. I think all of those things in the mix. I, I, I've told people this. 
I'm sure Sonny's made a mistake. I just I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I haven't seen it. So um, I, I think it's just been a lot of really good decisions that have that have gone a long way. Well, when you say strategic portal decisions, yeah, what uh, are you referring to? Alana Lee at center uh, from SMU. You know, he brought forty starts uh, from SMU. Uh, he was a guy that uh, that Sonny knew quite well. I think that was to me, maybe the the biggest impact uh, that we've seen here. I, I think allowing some guys to leave uh, was another strategic decision on his part that, that that's obviously worked out correctly. So, so I think I, I think that was it. I think also, you know, there were some guys that wanted to come here that they vetted pretty heavily and said no to uh, because I think they felt like they had, and, and, uh, and I'm just going to be candid with you, they, they were quarterbacks. Uh, and because I think they felt like they had two, three guys that could play here and they didn't want to really upset the apple cart too much. And so I think the, all those decisions really have, uh, have paid the way for what has become as tight a group as I've seen at TCU. I'll be honest with you. these guys, you know, it, 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 in, in years past, it had been kind of offense versus defense. And there was a, there was always a, somewhat of a divide here. That's not the case. I mean, it, it is, and maybe that's just natural, you know, with a head coach who's kind of a, and, and he's not afraid to say this, more of a CEO head coach. Maybe that's just natural. Mac probably had that when he was, you know, in, in his later years. Um, these guys all get along, and, and I think that's gone a long way to the success as well, Chip. Well, you look at uh, this TCU team, and they're sort of the antithesis of Texas. Texas gets off to, these big leads and then they 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 play you know to to protect the lead or mm -hmm. whatever and they end up giving up the lead tcu's the opposite they are trailing in the second half of games and they find a way to win how many second half i mean four. i've counted at least four yeah yeah i, th I think it's second four it's, it, where they're behind and they find a way to win and, and what's weird is, Chip, they, it, the way they've done it, and, and I was talking to Sonny about this in, uh, just this past week, in, in that Garrett Riley, the offensive coordinator, is a young buck. He's Lincoln's brother, you know, his younger brother. And, and I tell you, he's really good. I, I, I didn't know anything about him coming in other than he had been at my alma mater. I graduated from App State. And he had done a good job there, but he was just a running back coach. And, I, and when I was talking to people there about him, they all thought he was super bright. Uh, and he, and he kind of went there to go with Eli Drinkwitz to learn that Noel or that, that, um, Gus Mel's own run system, uh, you know, and, and so he's a super bright guy, but, but what coach Dykes was telling me last week was he's, 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 uh, he's really patient. He said, he's more patient than I am. And he said, I'm supposed to be the patient one as the experienced guy, but you know, there are times in games, especially, you know, when we get down where I, where and this is Sonny talking where I'm like, Hey, let's, we need to throw some verts. Let's go. We, we gotta, we gotta get a big play. And, and Garrett has said, no, no, we're, we're you know, we got Kendra Miller. We're going to keep running the football and we're going to, and they never ventured away from the game plan in all of those games. And, and I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier too, where these guys have this super confidence in their stuff. Uh, because the game plan that has been in place has worked nine straight weeks. It took a little while in some of those games to kick in, but it but it's worked and they worked and they haven't ventured from it. And so I think, um, uh, you know, I, I think Garrett Riley has uh, has really played a key role in that. Okay, so Lincoln Riley, mm -hmm. Garrett's older brother, of course, 
did a power run version <laughs> of the air raid based yeah. off of counter tray. So how much of that is Garrett running? Well, you're going to see some GT stuff. That's for sure. Where they pull the guard and tackle follow up behind him with Kendra Miller is a lot of that in there. Uh, and so, it, and, and that's kind of the, the, the new, you know, the Gus Miles on way of doing it, that, that everybody's, well, not everybody, but a lot of people have found it in vogue now. I was uh, I was with Justin Fuente today. You remember him, the head coach at uh, oh, yeah. Virginia Tech, and uh, uh, what a terrific guy. We were, we were watching the game from yesterday, and he he was pointing that out. That oh, look at there, there's Malzahn's. <laughs> That's a Malzahn play right there, and he's giving you know what the play was. And so I think you'll see some of that influence. And Kendra Miller, the running back from Mount Enterprise, has been really good. Uh, you know, he he's now got 10 100 yard rushing games in his career, back to back to back to back. He, here he is now. He's got uh, what a touchdown in every game this season. Goes over a buck fifty against Texas Tech. He's a he's a guy that has a burst about him, but he doesn't go down on first contact. That's the thing, man. Uh, Chip, he's a, he he can spin out of plays. He can power through plays. He's got great balance. Puts his hand down. Stays you know uh, stays low at times. There's something about him that uh, he he's got a. You know, he's got a will and a determination to to get to the to the stick or to get to the goal line, whatever it is. And so uh, I think that's been good. But they've also benefited from a really good offensive line uh, and bringing in A.J. Ricker, who is a tactician uh, and offensive line coach, uh, I, I think has gone a long way to helping this group as well. They've had the talent. They just haven't necessarily uh, ha- had the detail work uh, that they've gone through now. And, and, uh, and uh, I think that that's helped this offense. All right, let's stay with the offense. And Max Duggan is the Big 12 player of the year. I mean, what a story. Texas fans know Max Duggan because he beat him uh, twice in a row. Um, and what what step has he taken, Brian? Uh, because he just looks in full command out there. Yeah, I tell you, there's a couple of there's a couple of steps. And and, and you're right. I mean. Chip, it's hard not to like him, even if you're not a fan of TCU. I mean, he what he's been through, what he's overcome. Uh, you know, the the story during COVID, they ran a test, found an issue with his heart. There was some question as to whether or not he'd play again. He's the son of a coach. He had the job, then he lost the job, then he got the job back. Uh, you know, he, he's got uh, he's got a wonderful family. He's like my my response to people who ask me about Max Duggan all the time when they say, "Not really, what kind of guy is he?" And say, "Well, I'd let him babysit." Is that enough answer right there? Because yeah. he is. He's the kind of guy you, you, you'd let babysit your kiddos. Um, but I'll tell you what he's uh, – as far as his game is concerned, I think there's a couple of things, Chip, that he's done. One is he's getting rid of the ball a lot quicker. Uh, you know, he's not in search of the perfect play all the time. And I think that had been the case before, you know. And, and maybe some of that was being the son of a coach, uh, that he would hold on to it a little longer uh, than he needed to. Uh, he's been effective running the football, obviously, throughout his career, but he's been super effective this this year uh, because he's been able to pick and choose when he runs. That's not always his first um, uh, reaction, which it had been in the, in, in years past, tuck it under and go, no, let's, let's scramble and throw it still uh, is something that he's, that he's done. He's throwing guys open. He's got more touch on his ball uh, than he's had in years past. And the other thing is, I think he, and he's alluded to this, that he's, he's not, he's not, afraid of getting his butt chewed out after every play now you know and 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 these coaches kind of coach with okay that one didn't work all of our pencils have an eraser uh 
uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll try another play, uh, that, uh, you know, it's, it's not always Max's fault. And so I think all those things coupled with the fact he's got some great wide receivers who are super talented. He's got a running back in Kendra Miller, an offensive line that we've talked about. He's got a tight end that you guys know quite well, uh, in Wiley. Jared so, Wiley. I, I, yeah, exactly. So I think all those things added to the mix. And I, t- I tell you, there's another thing, Chip, and, and you've been, you've been, You've been through things like this probably in your life. When you have something taken away and he had lost that starting job, you know, at Colorado, I think that really, I think that ate at him. And I think when he got it back, and unfortunately it was due to injury to Chandler Morris. It was nothing Chandler did. And who knows? I, I, I think the Frogs would still just be just as good with Chandler out there. But Max wasn't going to give it up. You know, he had had it. He'd lost it once. And I just think there is something about him that says, I'm not, I'm not giving this starting job up again. And I think that's, what's been driving him as well. Is Chandler Morris. Is he, is he healthy? Yeah, he's pretty. Yeah. I think, I I don't know that he's a hundred percent. In fact, I asked Sonny about this a couple of weeks ago and he said, you know, he, he could play and would play. He said, like if Max got dinged, he'd be fine. Yeah, he'd Chandler be fine to go out there. Oh, yeah, he got a couple of snaps. I mean, they were nothing clean up at the end against Texas Tech. I I, I think, you know, the grind of uh, an 80-play game uh, would, could, you know, a couple of weeks ago it would have concerned them. I don't know about now, but, I, you know, the uh, I, I think there was some – you know, you needed some time to heal uh, from that knee. But I think he's, I think he's pretty close now. Quentin Johnston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it drives me crazy because the TV announcers always call him Quentin Johnson. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, are you right. reading your roster? Right. Was that uh, the same announcers on uh, Saturday that called it Amon Carter Stadium? Oh, my gosh. It was like, seriously. Yeah. Um, Quentin Johnston, this guy is phenomenal. Um, A, how is his health? And B, just talk about what makes him special. Yeah, it, let's talk about his health first. Obviously, he injured it uh, two weeks ago at West Virginia, hurt his ankle, came back in that game, uh, but wasn't really at 100%, and you could tell, and went back out. And then this one, he he, uh, he took a day off of practice last week, I think it was, uh, and then started the game uh, Saturday against Texas Tech, but it just didn't feel right. And so I think it was a smart move on uh, the coach's part to pull him out and just say, you know what, we're, we're going to give this thing a week, another week, and get you ready for Texas. He, uh, it, it was funny, uh, Chip, during every time out, I would look down, and he had his helmet on, and he was running sprints in front of Malcolm Kelly, the wide receiver coach, as if to say, see, I can go. Uh, but uh, they never put him back in, and I think that was probably a wise decision. Uh, they think he'll be uh, they'll think he'll be full go this week against uh, against Texas. And there's a couple of things that that separate him. Obviously, his size and his strength. You know, he's a, you know a six foot five wide receiver that can high point the f- football and he's got great hands oh, and uh, all, all those things. Yeah, and, and but it, it, but to me, the thing about him is he's tougher than you think. Because you look at him and you go, oh, you know, there's kind of a thin, tall guy. He's going to, you know, he's just a, he's a vertical guy, but no, man, he'll, he'll catch it across the middle. Look at his yards after catch number. I mean, that's, it, it, here's what stood out to me earlier in the year. He had the game against, was it Kansas? I think it was where he had 14 catches, right? He broke 10 tackles on those 14 catches. 
you know, that's that wide receivers don't do that. <laughs> and, and he does. And so I think there's a toughness about him that people may not know or give him credit for. I tell you the other thing I love about him against Oklahoma. He wasn't, um, you know, they had done a nice job trying to take him out of the game plan. And late in that game, uh, he had come by the bench and, uh, Malcolm Johnson, the wide receiver coach, he's a terrific coach. He says to him, he said, listen, I know you haven't got a lot of touches. They've been taking you away. Don't worry about that. You're doing all the right things. You had a couple of pass interference calls uh, that you were a part of, which was really good, you know, drawing pass interferences. You've been running great routes. You're blocking great. Don't worry. Hey, NFL scouts are going to see that. <laughs> and uh, Quentin stopped him, kind of held his hand up and said, coach, we're winning. And I thought that said a lot about him, you know, that it's just not about his touches. It's about winning football games. And and uh, that's what you get when you get Quinn. That's that's awesome. All right. Let's take a quick break with Brian Estridge, the voice of the TCU Horn Frogs. It's Texas and TCU Saturday in Austin game day. College game day <laughs> is coming back to Austin. Game day was just in Fort Worth. I mean, it is a love affair right now going on with uh, the TCU Horn Frogs. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brian, I mean, um, defensively, TCU, I mean, you know, Gary Patterson, he's got a statue there on campus. He's the the defensive-minded guy. And we'll get to Gary and what, you know, his role is and all this uh, coming up Saturday. But talk about the defense and what stands out about the, uh, the Horn Frogs. I think there's a, a couple of things. I think there's a freedom to this defense um, that has been rejuvenating for some of these players. And, and, and when you hear them talk about it, they talk in those terms and that, you know, uh, I, again, they're getting to call in a little bit quicker. They're able to react to things, not, you know, you, you know, it's, uh, it's a little more reactionary using their athleticism. I think it may be a better way to put it. Uh, it's not, uh, it's, it's not as rigid uh, as maybe uh, defenses they played in in the past, um, they 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 love the scheme itself. This three three five, I think it suits the roster at TCU. Uh, although the roster may be a little bit light at linebacker, to be honest with you, because of uh, the, the prior scheme. But I think from a defensive line standpoint, running that three three five stacks a little easier at, at TCU. It also highlights these these safeties and corners who can be very physical uh, and uh, and and have proven that. So. I, I, I think they really like it. It has, it has, uh, it hasn't been perfect. 
I'll tell you that, Chip, but it hasn't been perfect. And there are, there are some times where, where teams have taken advantage. I thought, I thought uh, teams in first halves this year have had really good game plans against it. They've come out with new stuff that uh, TCU hasn't necessarily thing. I thought, you know, I, I thought Texas Tech moved the ball in the first half, especially against, uh, against TCU in, uh, in an impressive way. So it hasn't been perfect. It's still kind of a work in progress. I mean, you know, let's, let's face it, the, the four, two, five of Gary Patterson's was, is kind kind of in the DNA at TCU. It had been around here for two plus decades. And so you got to kind of work that out. You got to kind of flush it out of your system. And I don't think that happens overnight. You know, this is not a colonoscopy uh, preparation kit. I mean, you know, you got to, you got to work through it a little bit. Right. And so I, I think there's some of that that's still, uh, that this team is still fighting through. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about the, if, if, I mean, the, the, the players who make it go, the war daddies on that defense. Who are they? Uh, well, one of them you won't see in the first half, and that's D. Winters, the linebacker who got the targeting call uh, uh, in the game against uh, Texas Tech. So you won't see him in the first half, and and that's a shame because he was playing. He's playing really, really good football. Yeah, the linebackers, we kind of joke it's a, a, a law firm Hodge, Hodges, and Winter. Uh, they're uh, they're pretty good. Uh, they've they've had uh, they've had a lot of success, uh, uh, and Johnny Hodges is a kid who transferred from the Naval Academy who had given SMU fits when Sonny was there. There's a strategic uh, move made by uh, Sonny Dykes. He needed a linebacker. Okay, who gave us the most trouble in the American Conference? Well, it was Johnny Hodges at Navy. He had 14 tackles against him, I think it was. So he so he's uh, he's now at TCU. Um, I, I think those guys have been really good. Obviously, the corners uh, are special. Uh, you know about Trey Tomlinson. He's he he's been good. Uh, Josh Newton has really worked himself into probably being an NFL corner now uh, at TCU. You get Millard Bradford. You may remember that name as Nook Bradford, who played last year, but uh, now going by Millard um, or Millard, Millard maybe. Well, who, and Josh uh, Newton, uh, they got from ULM. Yes, exactly. And Terry Bowden was like, that was my guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, and so they, they've been, like I said, they've been real strategic. In it. And then they got big Dom Williams at nose tackle, who's a true freshman. I mean, a true freshman. He he turned he turned 18 after the Colorado game, Chip. And here's a guy I asked Sonny last week if he's hit that freshman wall. How many times do we see that, especially with linemen? Uh, you know, can they withstand it? And he said, shockingly, he has not. And so uh, he's been a real asset for him. And uh, so I, I think you got a couple of guys on defense that can play. And um, Joe Gillespie's the defensive coordinator. He came from Tulsa. And, uh, uh, you know, he, he's a fun guy to be around, high-energy guy. And I, I think these guys really like playing for him yeah that's uh that's you know that's been an interesting um group to watch because mm. quarterbacks keep getting hurt against <laughs> tcu yeah and, and i don't you know and, and there was there was one uh school that was trying to stir something up on that i if you go back and you look at them it's just been freak acts freak things it's yeah. not anything intentional here uh right. it has just been you know un unfortunate to be quite honest with you and uh uh but there yeah you have seen that yeah that throughout the big 12 games that uh, tcu has gotten to the quarterback or uh things have happened to them and uh it's been unfortunate for them it's been obviously lucky for tcu yeah i mean it's uh listen they're playing hard they're playing physical yeah. all right so gary patterson um <laughs> you know he's there he is, the special assistant at Texas. First of all, can you see uh, his influence, uh, you know, based on 
your experience with Gary and what what influence do you think he'll have in this game? We, I mean, you know, knowing Coach Patterson, I'm sure he's staying up late and he's grinding on the frogs. You know that. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure he is. I'm I'm anxious to see because I, you know, I wonder what kind of influence does he get in the game plan. You, you would, you would think a lot, but, uh, um, you know, yeah, he's he's done. I mean, he's like the king of the opponent scout. Yeah, that that's what they're using it for. Yeah, and 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 it, it, it almost seems unfair, doesn't it? That uh, here you are, we and and like all of us, we've been talking about Gary Patterson, uh, but we we don't really talk about Pete. No one knows who he is half the time, right? I know, I know. And, and, and so, if this defense well, were, doesn't let him talk, so I know. we never we never hear from the guy. But if but if this defense does well, everyone's going to say, "Oh, it's Gary Patterson's influence." And if For they sure. don't, they're going to say, "Oh, they didn't let Gary have enough influence in it." Right? It's super unfair to Pete, right. you know. To be right. honest with you, yeah, it's right. like, man, that's a really tough situation that uh, I agree that, Chris, that Chris Del Conte drew up there. And so I, it's I, like, man, you know, why why would you do that to a guy? But anyway, put your put your guy in a pickle. Yeah, no joke. Uh, so I, I don't know. I I, I think I, obviously I think Gary's going to grind on this one a lot. I mean, he's very super competitive. Uh, you know, it, it looks like they're playing with a real attitude on defense at times at Texas, and I, I think that's something that uh, that Gary's defenses over the years, uh, you know, have brought those those guys have been willing to you know uh, to give up their to give up their bodies defensively at times, and and uh, you know I think Texas has uh, done, done that, and so you know I, I'm sure we'll see some some Gary Patterson influence. And, you know, hey, he's going up against the air raid for many years. Um, you know, he's done it, obviously, against uh, uh, Lincoln and others. And so, we, you know, he, he's seen what TCU is going to do. He's, he's played against Sonny. You know, Sonny uh, had success with against him, obviously, at SMU for a couple of times. But, you know, he, he knows what Sonny Dykes likes to do. So uh, that's going to be fun to watch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that Sonny was, in a, was a special assistant to <laughs> – to Gary, an analyst yeah, or whatever, right? <laughs> it's a it's a small world, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, what um, special teams? Yeah. TCU special teams. How would you rate the special teams? Who are the where you know strengths and weaknesses? You know, it's funny when you look at some of these analytic groups. I was talking about this with somebody last week. They don't they don't rate TCU special teams very high, and some of it is because there's not a body of work. Uh, you know, up until the Tech game. The Frogs had had zero punt returns against them. Uh, no team had returned a punt. I know. That's through, that was through eight games. Uh, and because Jordy Sandy, the punter, this is kind of strange. We can go, we're going we're gonna to get into uh, punting talk here. Uh, punts the ball opposite field more than any punter in the country. Uh, you know, so if he's on the right hash, he's punting it left more than anyone does away from the uh, returner. So just kind of reduces number of return yards. He's also a, um, uh, an Australian. So he's got the rugby punt and tends to punt away from returners. So, I, I, you know, he's been pretty effective. His average doesn't show that he's a, you know, a booming, uh, 48 yard guy uh, every time, but you look at uh, his effectiveness, it's been pretty good. They've asked, uh, him to punt in some short field situations that obviously hurts your your overall average, but uh, but he's been effective in those. So that that's been good. Uh, the coverage teams have been solid. You know, it's I think it's um, I just looked at this note today. Uh, 
I think it's 336 kicks without a kickoff return for a score against TCU. Uh, you know, so for years, that's been kind of a trademark here. And then you got Darius Davis, the punt returner, who now has five punt returns for touchdowns on his career. He just uh, passed the Cowboy, Kevontae Turpin, as the all-time uh, punt return leader at TCU. So he, he's a weapon that can get it done in both kick and punt return if you kick it to him. Uh, so, uh, you know, that that has been, you know, that that's proven out to, over the last uh, – uh, several years and Griffin Kale has been really good as a kicker you know again another guy who's playing with so much more confidence now uh, than in years past and they've done a great job of boosting that uh, with him Mark Tomerdahl's the um, the uh, special teams coach here and he does a they call him the professor he spends so much time on them and uh, just to have a guy dedicated to special teams TCU had never had that uh, uh, before and so I think that's made a big difference for him as well yeah I mean you look at this this uh, TCU team, you look at the stats, you look at the numbers and you're, you know, they don't do anything exceptional, but they do everything well. Like, you know, Iowa state's got the number one defense and the number one, you know, they're the Sudoku puzzle on, right. on defense and offensively it was Oklahoma state, although the wheels have, uh, have come off. Um, but TCU, I mean, offensively has been a monster and, and that's, I mean, how do you see this game Saturday playing out between yeah, Texas I, and TCU? It, it's interesting because in, in use the way you started this conversation, it, um, I hadn't really thought of that. The fact that Texas has started fast in every game and, and they've, they've kind of owned first halves and TCU's kind of owned second halves and, and you know, both of them know that, and you know, both of them are thinking, okay, we've got to be better at the other. So I wonder if this game flips. No, yeah, TCU's yeah. good in the first and Texas is good in the second. Um, here's what I know. It's going to be physical. It is going to be a physical game. Um, it, I, it, there's so much on the line for both programs, you know, with, uh, with what uh, the future holds as far as the college football playoff, the Big 12 championship is concerned. Um, I, I, think, I think that coupled with – and I haven't made a big deal about it. I know TCU and Sonny Dykes aren't talking about it. I, I, I think the fact that, Co that Gary Patterson's on the other side, I think that will matter. I think it will for some of these players. Uh, and so I, I, I just I, I get the sense that this is just going to be a physical game on uh, on Saturday night. I really do. I, and, you know, that has not always been the case when TCU and Texas have played. But for some reason, I just feel like this one's going to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's amazing. I, I wasn't sure what to make of TCU yeah. uh, going into this year because coming off of five and seven, you're not sure. And, and look at, look at what Sonny's done. He's taken five and seven and, and put him in playoff contention. Steve Sarkeesian inherited a seven and three team went five and seven yeah. in year one and is now trying to, uh, get that arrow pointed up and you know that win at k-state certainly helped because <laughs> my god they'd lost five straight you know true road games right do, do you guys do you guys get a chance to talk to patterson do they let him talk no no because i'd mean, be anxious lockdown. and i yeah, talked to jerry all the time prior yeah. to him coming here right because i just wonder what i i would be curious as to you know if what he's saying about this week you know, yeah. it, it, you know, if, if, if he's walking through the locker room, 
talking about this one, you know, right. Uh, is, you know, is, is Sark saying, Hey, let's go, let's go win this one for coach P, you know, is, is there some right. of that going on? Right. Um, because well, that I, will it, certainly it be asked of Sark on Monday. Yeah. Um, and you know, we'll see what, what Sark says. Sark is way more Saban than he is Pete Carroll. <laughs> so we don't talk, you know, we talk to the offensive and defensive coordinators before the season. And then we don't talk to them again. And then yeah. the kids are out there having to answer the questions for. Yeah, it's what, not fair. It's, yeah, that's what's, that's what's been refreshing about Sonny, to be honest with you. Is Coach, yeah, Sonny's, Coach, Coach Dykes is, a, a, is an open book. Yeah. He, he promotes his coaches. He wants them to talk. He wants them to be in those right. situations because he even talks about, hey, uh, you know, Malcolm Kelly's going to be an offensive coordinator one day. And, and uh, you know, so-and-so is going to be a head coach. And we got to get him, a, you know, uh, you know that, that's the way he thinks. He, he's all about promoting these coaches and, and helping them. And I, and, and I, and I think it's, it's good for them to be able to, to meet with the media and we're not going to, we're not going to bite them. I mean, come on, you know, right. we, we, we just, we love the information that they share and we learn from them. And so I, I think there's something to be said for that. And so, you know, it, it, it was open practices in the spring and then that was just a, that was an amazing sight, Chip. I mean, it was a, it was a party. At, at practice, to be honest with you, and they, and they but they got a lot done. Uh, I, I mean, obviously it worked. <laughs> They're nine and zero. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, I, I love that. I mean, I was talking to some of the guys about it, and. They're like, oh yeah, Sonny's opened up practice. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, that <laughs> that know. is Pete Carroll. That's that's uh, yeah. And you know, Mac Mac was that way, and yeah. he promoted his assistants, and he wanted them to talk because he wanted them to become head coaches, and yes, they have to learn how to handle that part of the the job. So. Yeah. There's this, there's, I think there's a conception by a perception, I should say, by some coaches that, uh, um, you know, as the head coach, you're in it alone, but you're, you're not. And if you think that that's kind of, uh, that's almost, that's almost damning of your assistance when you say that, you know, because they're, they're busting their butt for you. And so, right. I, you know, what do they get in return for that? Right. Right. Yeah. I, that whole Bill Parcells and Nick Saban notion of they need to be the voice of the team. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if you say so, right, exactly. But, to each his own, I guess. Yeah. And that's, and that's going to be interesting. I think for, because Steve Sarkeesian, he's a big part of the reason that they get off the fast starts. He's obviously got a really good game plan. He's got a good script of plays. They, they put points on the board in the first half. And then, you know, the last two games, they've been outscored 34 to six in yeah. the second half. So the adjustments, the creativity, something's missing because you got Bijan Robinson and Xavier Worthy, and you're scoring three points right in the in the second half. Right. Um, so this is I, I think it's gonna be fascinating fascinating game and um you know texas uh you know they've been up and down they play they've played up and down to the competition and they'll they'll play up this week yes tcu's in the college football playoff and these other layers maybe um depending on how much sark wants to let the gary patterson storyline mm -hmm. be a part of it uh will be will be interesting what else um 
Brian, do you think is important for, for fans to consider as, as we look forward to this game? You know, I, I think that, I think you're going to see a team that's unified. I think you'll see a team that, um, that, that plays hard, that doesn't flinch. I think those are a couple of things that you'll, you'll notice about this group. I don't, I don't, I don't think a big stage will bother them, uh, at, at all. I, I think that, uh, um, I, I think, um, I think Jared Wiley has prepared those who haven't been to Texas uh, on on what they're going to see and and what to expect out of the uh, out of that team. Um, I, so I think all of that sort of fits into the narrative into this game, and uh, I think you're going to see a confident bunch that that rolls into Austin, um, and, and they'll they'll be anticipating rolling out of there with a victory. What what's been the closest call, Brian? Let's, um, well, let's think about that because, you know, it, this this Texas Tech game was probably closer than maybe the score. You know, the score right. looked maybe. Uh, you know, trailed I think, in I think, third quarter. They yeah, trailed I think in that third was, quarter of, of think, um, Kansas. Yeah, Oklahoma I mean, o- o- Oklahoma State early on. That was you know that that was one where you th- you thought to yourself. I mean, you, you get down early, and you're like, ooh, I don't know. This is yeah, this down twenty four seven. Yeah, West Virginia early in that game had had a decent K-State. game plan. Yeah, twenty-eight to K State. K State was another one, you know. And uh, you were, I mean, so I mean, there have been several of them. I mean, uh, where, where do you start? You know, SMU early in that game. I mean, so I I think all of those things kind of, uh, but they've I think that's what's sort of sharpened this team's uh, armor. You know, I think having to deal with that has has made them better. And so, uh, you know, you thought you were going to get a, off to a quick start against Texas Tech. You had to punt return after the opening series by Tech. They go three and out, they punt, and uh, Darius Davis takes it 82 to the house. Uh, but uh, And you thought, okay, there's there's a quick start. But it, it didn't necessarily play out that way. I mean, it was a back-and-forth game uh, until that fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, they've all, they've, all been, they've all been tight games, and I think that's good. Yeah. That's what the Big Twelve well, is about. I'm I'm uh, I'm excited. This is uh, the great surprise of the college football season, certainly in the Big Twelve and and nationally has been TCU yeah. and Sonny. You know, I went to SMU. Um, it really I've known Sonny since he was the recruiting coordinator at Tech under right. Mike Leach, and he told me the great story about uh, about uh, having. Uh, uh oh god my uh crabtree yes on a, on a recruiting visit crabtree was thinking <laughs> about playing basketball and he's you know he takes him to go see bob knight and you know it's a recruiting weekend sonny's phone's blowing up and and bob bob knight's like hey shut that thing off <laughs> sonny's like sorry coach and he steps outside you know and he comes back in and talk they're talking to crabtree and then sonny's phone goes off again and knight's like i i thought i told you to turn that thing off <laughs> And by the fourth time, Crabtree's like, "Now nah, we're good. We're done. Yeah, I'm not yeah. playing basketball." Either. <laughs> <laughs> You'd hilarious. seen enough, man. Oh, yeah. You'd seen enough. Hey, I got yeah. a great question. You're the one guy in the league that could get an answer on this. Mm-hmm. If TCU runs the table and is undefeated, if you're the commissioner, do you cancel the championship game? Oh. I mean, that'd be something. I mean, you you, you know, I don't know what you can contractually. I, see, I don't know. I mean, the schools want their money, right? But you see what yeah. I'm, you, you you get you see what I'm getting. Oh at. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because that if you be did, something. 
you probably have a team locked into the playoff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I doubt it, but that would be something. Yeah. That'd be something. What if one yeah, of the teams That was came... always the big fear. That's why Stoops and Mac didn't want right. the, uh, you know, that championship game uh, to be the top two teams because, you know, if you beat them once, it's hard to beat them a second time sure. and it could cost yeah. you a spot in the playoffs. So, yeah, someone brought that up to me today and I went, wow, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. What do you do for your commission? Yeah. Well, Brian, great stuff, man. I'm excited for this one and yeah. uh, really, really appreciate the time. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you this weekend, man. All right. For Brian Estridge, the voice of the TCU Horned Frogs, I am Chip Brown. Until next time, here on the flagship podcast, we'll see you over at horns247.com. Until then, stay safe and keep the faith. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If ready PG.